The main thing that God wants us to take away from this is sin must be dealt with. If you don't deal with it, sin brings death. Sin kills. That's what happens when you try to cover sin on your own. You not only lose the battle to temptation, you lose everything. If you have a hidden sin, or if you know someone who's struggling with a hidden sin in your family or who's close to you, look to the Valley of Accor. But don't just look there. Look to God's provision at the cross. Find us from Rock of Ages Lutheran Church in Payson, Arizona. Rock Solid Hope in Rin Country, March 10th, 2019. Joshua, Chapter 7 Sing to the Lord, you saints of His. Praise His holy name. For His anger lasts only a moment, but His favor lasts a lifetime. Weeping may remain for a night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. Amen. I'm sure most of us know the tune. Joshua fought the battle of Jericho and the walls came tumbling down. But you don't hear a song, do you, about the next battle they fought? You don't hear about Joshua and the battle of Ai. That's because following the triumph of Jericho was the defeat, the tragic defeat at Ai. What happened? Well, In the midst of the battle of Jericho, though they were winning the victory against the people of Jericho, someone was losing the battle, the fight against temptation. This morning, we begin a sermon series on focusing on fighting temptation. And during the Sundays in Lent, we'll be looking at that. And we see this morning, as we look at Joshua 7, what do you do when when the battle's already been lost? See, for the Israelites, it started as a success story. They had actually marched across the River Jordan with the Lord, parting the waters for them as they went on dry land. God was on their side. And they knew when they marched around Jericho for those six days that on the seventh day, God's promise would be carried out. And they gave a great shout, and the city walls miraculously came crumbling down. And by God's working, they simply walked right into the city, this fortified Canaanite city, and took it. You see, the the Canaanites had been given hundreds of years to repent from their wicked life. Now their judgment had come, and God was giving their land to the Israelites. God was fighting on their side. And as God fought the battle, to him was the credit, to him was the success. And God said that everything of that city was to be dedicated to him and his glory and belong to him. Only in the midst of the battle, as the people were winning the victory, at some point, one of them began to lose that battle, that battle against temptation. He saw a, a robe that was from Babylonia, a beautiful one, he thought, and along with it, some silver, about five pounds, and just over a pound of gold. And he coveted it. He wanted what he knew God did not want him to have. And that led to another sin. He took it. 
And this was no ordinary simply coveting your neighbor's stuff and taking it. No, this was breaking the tenth commandment and breaking the seventh commandment against God. This stuff belonged to God. And he was really committing idolatry as he broke the first commandment. So he grabbed that stash, perhaps reasoning, soldiers' pay is kind of low these days. This is something my family would probably enjoy. So he hid it under his cloak, stashed it into his pockets, and went on the rest of the battle as if nothing had happened, probably joined in the victory with everyone else, thinking nothing would come of it. But his caving in to temptation, his losing the battle, soon caught up to him. See, the Israelites, they were full of confidence, thinking God is on our side. We can't lose any battle. And Joshua sent some scouts to the, the small town nearby of Ai. And it was just a smaller, less fortified city. So he sent a division of 3,000 to go and capture it. But following that triumph, that miraculous triumph at Jericho was a disgraceful, tragic defeat at Ai. The people of Ai routed the Israelites and attacked them. And they lost. People died. And you can imagine, the people were wondering, what happened? Isn't God fighting for us anymore? And Joshua, as he heard about the news, fell face down to the ground, covered himself in ash and sackcloth, and I'm sure was wondering, God, what's going on? Have you abandoned us? Aren't you fighting for us anymore? Well, God's response was direct and clear. And he told Joshua, Israel has sinned. You see, Achan's sin was no small deal. His sin was one that was so serious, God considered it serious, that it led to death for many people and caused harm to the whole nation of Israel. Achan's sin, his coveting, and his giving into that coveting led to more sins as it brought guilt on his family, as they too went along with him in hiding his sin. And Achan's sin continued to snowball. How many people needed to die for this sin? Joshua wasted no time. Joshua was going to deal with this sin. And so early the next morning, he got up. And by the Lord's direction, he was going to find out who had broken their covenant with their God. And so they had the leaders of the Israelites present themselves before Joshua by tribe. The tribe of Judah was picked. Maybe you can think at this point, Achan must have been thinking, well, somebody in the tribe of Judah must have done something much worse than me. Surely God's not concerned about my little stash. But then it continued as the clans were then presented and within the tribe of Judah, the clan of Zerah was brought forward and chosen. Achan still did not come forward. Probably someone else. Besides, they'll never find out where I hid it. And then from the clan of Zerah comes the family lines and the family of Zimri is picked. Achan still does not come forward. His family didn't tell anybody, would they? They were in this together. And then, man by man, from the family of Zimri was picked Achan, son of Zimri. The jig was up. Achan had to face the music. He could not hide his sin any longer. And so Joshua now knows the time has come. 
Achan had his chance to repent, and now time for judgment. As he says, tell us what you have done, my son. Don't hide it from me. Achan, only then, only when he is confronted, when he's ratted out by the Lord and he has no other option, only then does he admit what he's done. Sin, you see, does that. Achan's sin was so terrible, not because of just he gave into coveting, but as it continued along, he never dealt with his sin. He allowed it to take hold of his heart. And so what happened to Achan was his heart was taken by that sin, and that temptation took a hold of him. You see, if you do not deal with sin, eventually sin owns you. And sin is so destructive because it harms the people around us. How many people would have to die before Achan started to realize his sin was destructive and sin kills? And Achan involved his family as his family also shared in his guilt as they too had to hide the fact that the the loot was hidden in their tent. And the guilt spread with that sin that was not dealt with. And finally, sin, if it's not dealt with, never lets go. You know, when, when divers are around reefs and other areas, they watch out for a lot of dangers. One of them is the moray eel. And the reason divers are so afraid of the moray eel is because when it bites, it latches on and it locks onto you. And before it even lets go, apparently the moray eel has a second set of jaws. And instead of letting go with that first bite, it grabs on again with another bite. And its poison can kill. That's what sin does. When sin takes a hold of you, if it's not dealt with, it will only lock onto you, hold onto you, and poison you, and eventually bring death. For Achan, now it was time to confront and to face what he had done. Achan was brought forward. You know, when we look at this account, there's certainly a lot of things that God wants us to take away from this account, aren't there? One, we can see that sin is serious, right? That, that God considers sin a big deal and sin causes death. That much is clear from this account. We also see how sin can snowball. When you covet something, it leads to action and that action can lead to cover-up and cover-up can lead to lies and harm. So we see that sin grows and spreads. That's certainly another important lesson. And we can also see that sin affects our family and those close to us. If we drag them into it, they begin to share in our guilt. Guilt spreads. But probably the biggest lesson, the main thing that God wants us to take away from this is sin must be dealt with. If you don't deal with it, sin brings death. Sin kills and sin gets only worse. Achan had lost the fight against temptation. And his biggest mistake was not just that he sinned. To be clear, don't misunderstand. The people in Israel committed sins every day. Just as God's church, you and I commit sins every day. Sometimes sins even greater than coveting and stealing. But the main thing we are to learn, what Achan did, is he tried to cover his sin. Tried to deal with his sin on his own. Hope that God wouldn't notice. Hope it wouldn't cause any harm. You and I, when, when we lose the battle to temptation, can also be tempted to begin to try to cover that sin, can't we? 
To think that the best way to deal with it is to maybe find a hole somewhere and just bury it and hopefully no one will see. And we don't care sometimes if that sin begins to spread. We only try to cover it more. You see, Achan not only would not concede his sin, he could not concede his sin. It had taken such a hold of his heart. That's what happens when you try to cover sin on your own. You not only lose the battle to temptation, you lose everything. What sort of sins are you and I tempted to, to hide, to cover? Maybe there's that, that sin that's taken hold of our heart of not just coveting possessions, but coveting something sexual. And maybe sexual immorality becomes a sin that takes a hold in our heart. And we hope maybe that no one will notice. And maybe a family member finds out, will they go along with it and just ignore it with us? Or will they deal with it? Or maybe there's another type of sin that takes a hold. A sin of looking at pornography. Thinking, well, I'll just, I'll just hide that. Nobody will see. And we fail to see the harm that it does. We fail to see the control it takes of our heart and the death that it brings. And it could be any sin, any time that you or I commit that could take that hold. What is it that you have tried to hide at times? Eventually, the sin will come to light. Eventually, on Judgment Day, God will have us stand before him. And then, if we do not deal with sin before then, he will bring it to light. And we will be made to stand in front. And our sin will be exposed, even the hidden ones. How does one deal with sin when we've lost the battle? Joshua, Joshua started by covering himself and ash and sackcloth. Joshua started by knowing you have to deal with sin and deal with it right away. And Joshua did not hesitate as he then sent people to run when Achan confessed to go and find if it was true, if what he said was really true. And they found the stash. And Achan was brought without delay before the rest of Israel with his family and his possessions and everything. You see, Achan had committed idolatry. And the sin for idolatry was to be put to death outside the camp. And so they brought him outside the camp. And Achan, along with those who shared in his guilt, his family, and all that he had, were stoned, pelted with stones to death. And then they burned up the remains. And on that charred pile, they piled up a heap of rocks to remind them that this sin was serious. And so they would not forget. The Valley of Achor means the Valley of Trouble. In fact, it was so impressed on them that years later, Phineas, the priest, when he was dealing with immorality and idolatry in Israel and it was about to start a civil war, reminded them about Achan and what happened and how sin took hold and spread. The Israelites dare not forget. Dare we forget? How do we deal with sin when we've lost the battle? God provides the way. We deal with it through what he has given. You see, our God provided a sacrifice. A sacrifice which was offered up outside the camp on our behalf. There's Jesus, as we read earlier, facing the tempter. Never once, as the true Son of God, according to his divine nature, never once giving in to temptation. 
fighting against temptation for us, to win for us. And for every failure that you and I have had, for the sins we've tried to hide, he comes along and he offers up what is needed. You see, sin is not something you can just reform. You can't just take sin and say, I'm going to fix it. No, it must be killed. It must be put to death. And daily, you and I must put to death that part of us that clings to sin and bring it to Christ. Here we see in the writer of the Hebrews, he reminds us what God has done for us. Hebrews chapter 13 reads, The high priest carries the blood of animals into the most holy place as a sin offering, but the bodies are burned outside the camp. Sound familiar? And so Jesus also suffered outside the city gate to make the people holy through his own blood. To fight the battle against temptation, he not only faced that temptation for us, but he suffered not for his sin, but for our sin. The righteous one, Christ, faced death, faced suffering outside the city gate on his cross. And so that you and I would not have to be put to death outside of God's presence for our sin, he was. And he won the victory for us. You see, we don't, we don't need to wait until judgment day and have God bring us forward to confront us of our sins. No, he's provided the victory. He has dealt with our sin. And now when we come before our God, we find mercy and help in our time of need. The guilt does not spread, but it is covered by the blood of Christ. The sin, the temptation does not take hold of our hearts as our hearts cling to Christ and he gives us his full and free forgiveness. If you have a hidden sin, or if you know someone who's struggling with a hidden sin in your family or who's close to you, Look to the valley of Accor. But don't just look there. Look to God's provision at the cross and where he who was lifted up and look to his victory. God is fighting on our side. We have provision and with him we have victory. And he brings us from a terrible defeat to a miraculous triumph in Christ. Amen. Amen.